Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Bourbon Bowl podcast. Uh, my name is Wesley, one co-founder of Bourbon Bowl, and um, I'm sitting here with my co-host Stefan Bernard. How are you doing today? Uh, not too bad in yourself, Wesley. Uh, this is going to be a bit odd, but we are two South Africans and we're about to speak about American football. Um, so don't tune out just yet, it might just get interesting in ways you can't even imagine. Yeah, no, look, yeah, that's, yeah, please don't turn off, as Wesley said. And then also, um, just to let everyone know, we are Patriots fans. So I can understand if you want to turn off now, but please don't. We beg of you. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we would be called bandwagoners, and, and that's fine, I guess. I just I just like the name and the and the logo, to be honest. Yeah, and when Tom Brady was there, that was also quite nice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I have my reasons. But yeah, so firstly, how we got into football, um, my story dates back to a glorious 2007 regular season and uh, first game that I ever tuned tuned into was by complete accident and that was a come from behind victory for the Patriots over the Giants and uh, even though the Giants exacted their revenge that year with uh, the actual Super Bowl victory I still found the the Patriots amazing to watch so uh, I went that route long before I knew the history of uh, how bad they used to be and then all these glorious Super Bowl wins and how much people hated Tom Brady. And I, I, I was a fanboy at the time. So that's interesting. But first story of how I actually got into football. Um, I first found football watching Jonathan Moxon lead the West Canaan Coyotes to a district title in a come from behind victory. It was a miraculous final drive of the game that really got me. The Coyotes were rolling with a five receiver set which was just unheard of at the time, and I was hooked instantly. So West Canaan Coyotes from Varsity Blues, that's how I got into football. Um, but as I say, stumbled upon a, an actual game uh, a little bit later on in life. Um, and in fact, I, I played Madden before I ever watched a football game. Um, and mostly because your games air yeah, at like 3 a.m., so... That's a bit of a problem for us. Um, but after that, I started taping absolutely everything. Um, Stefan, you want to let us know how you got into football? Well, football and fantasy football started for me basically in the same year. Um, I was introduced by Wesley himself. So it was in 2014. Um, I hadn't caught a live game. Also, I was playing Madden um, before you know, I even caught a live game or even considered knowing any of the rules considered to football. Um, so started off with getting involved with fantasy and then obviously with fantasy, you want to watch the games. We were we so used to watching super rugby um, and rugby in general that with rugby fantasy, you watch the games, you egg on your players. That, that I mean, it's it, you just have to do it. Um, so that's what I started doing with American football. And as... Wesley and as I started to see more about the rules and how it was actually going on it it became a very interesting game um the different trade situations the draft like probably one of my top 10 movies at the moment is draft day like I've watched it probably like 23 times so it's just it's it, it gets you going and camaraderie about American football those um tailgate parties in the parking lots and things that you always see in American movies and then you realize how actually real it is but Got involved with the Patriots as well. I think it was still that time when Tom Brady had long hair. Um, it, 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 the bug caught ever since then. Um, now, it, 
when me and Wesley get together, I think our wives cry a little bit inside because it's all we talk about is American football or rugby <laughs> and nothing else. Like even when I think we, I think we even sleep talk about it. So, but yeah, so that was that was my first experience, and then obviously then my my first actual game was watching Bobby Boucher. Uh, take it to the house uh, with his pants around his knees, which was an epic, epic es- uh, ESPN highlight for me. <laughs> um, speaking of first getting into it, what do you have any sort of memorable games? I, I know for myself, um, I was sitting watching the the Super Bowl in that 2014 season uh, between the Patriots and and the Seahawks, and with oh, okay. <laughs> Seahawks getting to the one-yard line. I thought, I can't believe this is going to happen again. This is the third time that I've seen the Pats make it as far as the Super Bowl, only to lose it at the death. And I, I really thought it was the end of it. Malcolm Buckler, uh, crazy interception. Seahawks not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. I know that still hurts them to this day. Um, and who knows what would have happened. Uh, my, my take on it is they would have won the game. So... I remember being so elated. I actually taped that game because once again, I mean, that only came on at 3 a.m. our time. <laughs> and I remember pulling the couch all the way up to the front of the TV, um, kicking back, snacks in hand, everything. And I just watched it, ads and all. Like I watched everything because I just wanted that same vibe of it being live and everything like that, even though it was uh, already over. And the difficulty was always trying to get through a day uh, without seeing spoilers on social media um before watching these games and yeah luckily I, I just stayed away from everything that day watched it dramatic victory super stoked <laughs> so is there any sort of memorable games uh, that got you excited or players that got you excited to continue to watch the game besides you know just picking up the the rules as things went along because i mean initially I'm watching games of football and I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I didn't have any clue what was going on with downs or anything like that or flags. or I had no idea and I basically learned the game on the fly. That wasn't anything taught to us. And I'll be deadly honest, I, I still don't know the game well enough, uh, especially not to conduct a podcast for crying out loud regarding football. And I know we're going to get slandered for not understanding things like schemes that scheme fits that well and all that. But, you know, we do what we do. We are the two South Africans <laughs> representing. Um, I don't know anyone else doing this. But if you're out there and you're hearing this and you want to get involved, um, especially in fantasy, uh, we don't have enough guys. So <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as as we know, South Africans, we don't do NFL. It's, it's soccer and rugby. Yeah, that's that's the be all, end all of it for for a lot of it. And then obviously, a lot of the memes coming through for South Africans is you know NFLs. They wear all their pads. Rugby players don't. Rugby playing is harder than NFL. Athletes are bigger, stronger in rugby compared to NFL. And it's, I mean, we've just we've looked through past all of that and taken the game for what it is. Each game has their pros and has their cons. Um, because I can tell you now, for guys that haven't watched a game of rugby, if you're in America listening to this, that there was a game once, I think it was two Australian super rugby teams, and the game ended in a 6-3 uh, victory to, I think it was actually the Brumbies playing the the Western Force. Now, you're going to sit through 80 minutes of guys, I mean, it's only a 100-meter field. I mean, some of these guys can kick 50 meters, so they couldn't even get to the halfway line to get a ball over. There was just knock-ons. There was... It, a deliberate amount of uh, errors that so for anyone saying that NFL is it must stay in America 
only Americans play it. I'm sh- sure they probably do. Canadians play it too. But it's it, it takes five minutes just to look into it and enjoy it. I mean, it's, uh, that's what we did. I mean, I, I would never have sat here and thought that I would have watched the NFL. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't. I've heard of it, but I took no interest whatsoever in trying to learn it or see it. Wesley said, just, you know, but take 10 minutes. If you don't enjoy it, it's fine. You know, you'll still love it. And uh, needless to say, like, like Wesley said, now we're doing a podcast about it. So not very well, but we'll try. And I know you guys are still probably tuned out because we are Patriots fans, and that's also fine. But some of you are also bandwagon Buccaneers fans, so that's also, that's okay. Um, but yeah, so Wes, why don't you give us the story of our... Your, your end of our first 2014 fantasy draft, because this is this is what we will be basing this podcast on, is the fantasy side of things. We will get into some, obviously, reality of the game. Um, we like our news. Me and Wesley will obviously often share memes or pics of like, oh, did you see this got traded or this coach? You know, Bill O'Brien sold the whole of the Texans franchise kind of thing. So, Wes, why don't you give us your 2014 Yeah, story? so 2014 rolls around and I've, been hearing about things like fantasy sports and never tried anything like that before. And uh, I thought, okay, well, this might be a good opportunity to to jump in here, get to know the players a little bit better, do a little bit more research and things like that. And um, we we managed to pull a league together. It's embarrassing, but there was like six people that we could find in, in this town of ours in South Africa. Um, yeah to play fantasy football. Um, one of them was my wife, so I had to rope her into it. She had no idea what was going on. And <laughs> I remember at the time, your number one player on the board was Adrian Peterson. And second to him was LaShawn McCoy. And I was just one of those people that always sort of dared to be different. So I got the number one overall pick and I thought to myself, maybe I will go with McCoy over Peterson. Um, and then it sort of got stuck in my head that that would be crazy if that backfired. So I drafted Adrian Peterson first overall. He ends up playing one game that season and then getting suspended for an off-field issue. Um, not going to go into any details about all that. We we will not be assassinating any characters uh, on this podcast. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, off-field antics aside. I guess they want to sponsor us kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, off-field <laughs> antics aside, this is just going to be purely for the love of the game. So... <clears throat> Or in slander anybody there. Um, I think your draft story was a lot more interesting than mine. Obviously, I, I reached as far as the playoffs in our six-man league, which wasn't very difficult to do. Um, I think my wife sort of fell out of it at some point, and yeah, and somebody else sort of drafted horribly. I, would, I did the whole, I did the traditional running back, running back, and uh, I can't remember all the players back then, but. My favorite story of that season was being able to fleece another noob um, for Julio Jones. And that actually, that matchup basically got me into the playoffs where Julio scored me about 19 points at the time, which didn't set the world a lot, but that was better than any of my receivers were doing that season. Basically, Julio was injured and um, I managed to read the news and see that he was going to be back on track and... This friend of ours just sort of gave up on him and traded traded him to me for a Mars bar. And yeah, I was uh, pretty stoked with that. Too. I know, you can't go wrong with a good Mars bar. Um, so yeah, mine was not traditional whatsoever. 
Um, obviously, 2014 was the year I got introduced to football and being used to fantasy rugby. Now, fantasy rugby, your kicker, you go for the kicker. He gets you the most points. So what does Stefan do? He drops a kicker in the first round. Now, on the fantasy app that we use, there's a chat option. And needless to say, Wesley was the first one to comment and saying, a kicker in the first. Then I knew that I had messed up terribly. And the abuse just didn't stop from there. I mean, I couldn't even do my next pick without getting haunched about, why don't you take another kicker kind of thing. So what does Stefan do? He takes a defense with his second pick because in rugby, a couple of defenses are actually better than some of your starters. Wesley was again saying, a defense with your second pick, Stefan. So I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm not doing this correctly, obviously. So, um, and funny enough, I actually won the league that year. Um, all thanks to, and it, it was a shock because I think it was his only season where he did well, was DeMarco Murray. He saved me. And actually, I remember distinctly that I was in the final. And I was so upset because the news had come out that DeMarco Murray had hurt his thumb. And he needed a couple of stitches. That was about two weeks before the, the, the our final um, in the league. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like this guy that had saved my season from drafting a kicker first, a defense second, that I was going to lose now because this guy was hurt his thumb. And I was like, and he's a running back, so he needs to hold the ball. He needs his thumbs. Needless to say, he played that game. Um, he even got picked up by that hand off the floor. I remember distinctly saying, okay, well, it couldn't have been that bad. Um but yeah, the combo, I, I remember my distinct combo. I couldn't remember what even what other players I had. It was I had DeMarco Murray and Tony Romo. So I had some Cowboys in there. And unfortunately, right now, you don't want any Cowboys in your team. So yeah, that's 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 my story. Um, winning the league, being an absolute noob. And then I think overall, I've got two fantasy football league wins um, ever since 2014. Um, Wes, I think you're sitting on three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting on three and, and the current title holder as well. So, victory is mine. Mm. Benching, Alan, benching Alan Robinson was a vicious mistake on my end last year. We, we were in the final. We, me and Wes normally get to the finals because we're the very um, acute NFL supporters. <laughs> a lot of the other guys are just like, eh, we'll join. And then by week six, they, exactly. you know, the excuses come out. Oh, my... My Wi-Fi sucks yeah. or something like that. I remember not knowing anything about the point system at the start, uh, just reading up about it and going, okay, cool. So you're getting a point for every 10 yards run. So I remember I'm watching this game. Um, I've got Frank Gore uh, from the 49ers at the time. And my opponent has um, Kareem Hunt. So basically I'm watching this game and Frank Gore's got like, close to 100 yards and I'm thinking just get to the 100 man I need my 10 points etc and I'm watching Kareem Hunt's points at the same time Kareem was sitting on somewhere around 80 yards or something like that and I was like just please don't score so the whole thing was like kind of waiting around for these small increments of yardage to occur instead of the big play and I was just stoked that Frank Gore got to 100 yards and Kareem got like 88 yards or something like that in that game so uh Needless to say, the rest of the points to me didn't matter as long as I got my double figures because that was something we were used to from a rugby standpoint. As long as you got double figures, you were happy. Uh, meantime, you know, you got Derek Henry rushing around here these days, getting you guys like 30-odd points in, in fantasy almost every week. So, yeah, Frank and Paul. That's just in the first half. Thanks for the 10 points back in 2014, man. Appreciate it. 
Um, <laughs> I think he still is getting 10 points these days. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to just, um, we wanted to touch on some free agency. Uh, any thoughts or reactions to who would you consider the biggest free agent that has either been tagged or or signed? Uh, you know, nobody can get signed until later. But, uh, of course, someone like JJ had been released so that he could get a head start in free agency. And he's been able to be uh, signed since then. To be honest, one that the, that caught me off guard was the Allen Robinson tag. Uh, I just didn't see that there was a... A strong relationship going on there at this point in time, especially him not, uh, you know, not getting extended last year already, and expecting that for his production, especially with such poor quarterback play there at the moment. But yeah, I mean, who am I to judge? I'm South African, so <laughs> yeah. Any any thoughts on that? Oh, look, Alan Robinson is. Uh, I've got him as my. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do it by position, but so we'll start at wide receiver. That's fine. We've 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 chucked into my wide receiver pick. So Alan Robinson was tagged i honestly thought he was going to go um bears fans all over social media um a lot of the other fantasy football uh, podcast guys were saying that if he doesn't get a signature by the end of last year or the end of last season that he was going to go like there's no way he's going to wait for this he he can't wait much longer with the talent that he possessed and the the production he could bring to any team i mean wide receiver um, in a lot of teams now, is pretty thin. I mean, you can probably count on one hand how many teams have decent duos of receivers. Uh, you got your Vikings with Thielen and and uh, Justin Jefferson now at the moment. But so I honestly thought he was going to go. He gets tagged. Um, still not. At, uh, how can I put this? It's it's still not a sure thing that he's going to stay with the Bears beyond this. Um, and I I don't see it happening. Um, their quarterback situation's iffy. At the moment, I mean, you got Mitch Trubisky there, um, picked above a lot of quarterbacks that are doing a lot better than what he's doing at the moment. So, my prediction is, I I see him going elsewhere. Yeah, do you still think? Do you still think that he'll be traded? Because um, there's always this tag and trade type of thing going on in the NFL as well. It's, um, and I know a lot of people suspect that it's still going to happen. So it depends. I'll, I'll do a bit of research, but I, apparently you get two types of franchise tags: the ones where you can look for offers, and there's ones that he's not allowed to look for offers. So I, I suppose maybe if anyone can comment or give us a comment on what t- franchise tag it actually is, I never knew there was two. I actually researched it when I saw that he got tagged. I was like, franchise tag. I've heard of it. I use it in Madden, but I actually don't know what I'm doing with it in Madden. So and then apparently there's two versions: ones where you can look for offers. And ones where you're with us for the year and that's it. Like you can't go anywhere, you're stuck. So, but if he hasn't got, if he's not restricted to look for offers, uh, you see, it all depends on the quarterback. But it, yeah, look, if it's still Trubisky, I think he goes. I think he gets fed up. Um, and you can't blame the guy. He's definitely not a wide receiver diva like we've seen with a lot of other players before. So I think he's going to get fed up. No, true. I mean, holdouts happened. I I can see him kicking up enough of a fuss to get traded, as, especially with that quarterback situation. You're sitting with uh, Trubisky, who's also an impending free agent, and of course you've got Nick Foles. Um, I think the 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 Bears are definitely in the quarterback market, whether or not they they trade for a big enough name, or if they're looking to trade up in the draft itself to to get their heir apparent. Um, speaking of quarterback situations. Free agency itself is a bit diminished now that Dak's been um, 
been re-signed uh, long term. Um, that doesn't leave much to be desired on the market itself. Um, my top name here is Jameis Winston. What? So prediction, uh, I'm sending <laughs> Jameis to my Patriots and um, I'm actually hoping that they can revive his career a little bit. I mean, we're talking about a former number one overall pick, um, a guy who's thrown for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, unfortunately, some eye discipline letting him down and um, often tossing and forcing the pass. So that's led to a lot of interceptions as well. So that's really what the ratio that needs to be fixed is that big playability um, still remaining intact while getting rid of uh, some of those forced throws. And I mean, the guy even had eye surgery, man. So <laughs> maybe that would have fixed yeah, the problem. Um, so his eyes were definitely a problem. It wasn't like yeah. he was lying. <laughs> um, if I was but telling for, the but truth... Before you carry... Yeah. Uh, no, carry on. But you know, after after you're done, I'll ask you about if the Dak Prescott deal was good for the Cowboys, if they made the wise decision. Sure, sure. Um, if I was being honest, I, I, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing Cam Newton staying at the Patriots, even if it is for another season. I would like to see them draft somebody young who could actually take over in a starting capacity for long term after that. Um, but I'd give the guy another a year in the system, uh, especially with a full off season now. Surround him with the appropriate weapons. You've got a good offensive line in front of you. Um, two young budding running backs, uh, Damian Harris, hopefully, or Bell Cow and Sony sort of, you know, pulling in on a rotational basis and, and still maintaining someone like James White, who, um, who is your third down back. So, yeah, hopefully they can surround someone like Cam with, with better weapons uh, to get rid of all those excuses. Uh, and give him a second year in the system uh, rather than bringing in another veteran who is going to have the same difficulties Cam had last year learning the scheme and everything like that. So, um, Okay, sorry. So you're saying uh, whether or not the Cowboys made the right call. Look, I think if you look at the quarterback market, Dak would have been your number one name there. So it's an expensive contract, a lot of guarantee in there as well. Um, I don't know that the value necessarily matches, but I do think given what was left uh, in free agency, I think securing Dak was probably a good idea. And as you see now in the NFL, uh, the salary cap, uh, I see this a lot on Twitter, the salary cap is almost non-existent. It's like a myth, you know, people make things work all the time. They uh, restructure contracts, they cut veterans uh, and save a lot on the cap in the long run. So yeah, he's a massive cap hit, uh, but at the same time, he's at the most important position in the NFL. So you've uh, you've got to secure that for the long term. And I was, I was yeah, because I was, I was thinking it's the right call due to the free agency market and because where their draft capital is, they're not going to get a top three, top four quarterback anyway. So it, it worked out for them and they were just lucky that free agency was so weak. Otherwise, Dak would have probably held out and, and said, I've, um, I'm available, come take me. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see what changes for them next season. I mean, Dak played last season. Yes, he got hurt, but it wasn't look like they were lighting up the world and they've got Big Zeke in there. They've got um, CD Lamb. I mean, he, he played well, but I don't know. It's just Cowboys, it's, it's quite an anomaly. Like they had one of the best offensive lines, and then all of a sudden, Big Z can't even get a hundred-yard game in a season. Like, well, he probably got like one or two, but that's 
it's a strange how that situation is going to work out. So, yeah, so all right, moving on to well, wide receiver um, with Allen Robinson and Godwin being tagged, uh, it basically becomes a little bit argumentative after that who you who you see as the top wide receiver, honestly, because it was those two uh, by a large margin. And uh, then you got a few names under there, but I have gone with Kenny Galladay as the next best receiver available. Um, and I'm sending him to the New York Jets. Uh, they've got the cap space. Um, they're probably going to end up with a young quarterback in the draft and will be looking for a bit of veteran assistance and an upgrade at that position. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sending Kenny Kenny to the Jets. Yeah, so my wide receiver, as I said, it was Allen Robinson. Um, then he got tagged. But the Bears should resign him. It's, it's, it's simple as that. Even if they draft a quarterback, they should resign him. But I see him going to... If Russell Wilson stays at the Seahawks, um, even though the cap space is it's, it's hurting, but, but I think they will make a restructure for Allen Robinson to match up with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They just need someone that's going to give them a bit of security under the ball because Tyler Lockett's he's the he's the long man DK Metcalf is he's he's okay for certain games you know I mean he was decent last season but can he can he carry it on and I know Alan Robinson has been in the league for a good couple of years and he's shown consistency from year to year but there's there's plenty of wide receiver DD teams so and he fit in at all of them I can guarantee you every head coach would say I want Alan Robinson in my team so to go to try and predict where he goes will be difficult but if I was a Seahawks, I'd try to make a play. Um, running back, now this is big because a lot of people were surprised that um, Aaron Jones of the Packers has not been franchise tagged. And I know, Wesley, you alluded to the Packers don't have much uh, cap space. So if Aaron Jones doesn't get an extension from the Packers, I s- if I was the Dolphins, um, I'd, I'd make that play. If I'd, send him, I'd, I'd send him to Miami. Miami need a running back. He's a good one. Let's, let's be honest. Packers haven't helped him much, giving him some angles to work with. He's had to do it on his own, slip a few tackles, and then make it into the into the backfield. But yeah, so I see him going to Miami. I don't know who, who you got at running back, right? Yeah, it's Aaron Jones. I think by a fairly large mile, I think the, the next best running back available would be Kenyon Drake. Um, but Aaron Jones to the Dolphins just makes a ton of sense to me. They do need an upgrade at the position. And he is exactly what they've been needing in terms of a runner who's able to run between the tackles in zone as well as um, a, as a receiver out of the backfield. So he pretty much covers a large need for them. Um, tight end, I've got Hunter Henry. And I've got him switching over to the Carolina Panthers. It's a position that they've needed for a while since Greg Olson left it, basically. And he's an immediate upgrade as a, a tight end position receiver. Uh, he can get open, often gets open underneath. Sometimes it's short yardage situations, um, but he's crucial on third downs. So I'm looking at Hunter Henry to the Panthers. Yeah, so I've also got Hunter Henry at the tight end position. Um, I personally think he re-signs with the Chargers. Um, firstly, he, he's, he was their offense last year besides Keaton Allen. Um, and Keenan Allen, they want to try and keep healthy. So they need to bring someone or keep someone that's going to keep Keenan Allen healthy. Um, other wide receivers, they don't have. Um, and the tight end market is is pretty thin in the draft too and in free agency. Um, because below Hunter Henry, you've got like Jared Cook, who's well in his 30s. Um, so I think he resigns with the Chargers. Uh, 
I think the Panthers, like you say, they do need that. But I, uh, I actually see a lot of mock drafts um, and a lot of pundits saying that they could draft one and it could be old uh, mini Gronk there or baby Gronk as they call him old Pat. And I'm not going to try and say his surname because I've busted up. Maybe Wesley, you can help me with that. But um, yeah, I see they, they might be taking him and apparently the rumors are pretty strong. Um, but it's draft day. Things always change. But yeah, I see him staying at the Chargers, Hunter Henry. They, he needs to. They, so they need you're ass- you, you, I'm sure you're assuming that they're going to go Pat Framuth in, in the second round, though, right? Uh, possibly, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see him going as high as eight, personally, but I have seen a few mocks uh, draft Carl Pitts to the Panthers, and if you can get him at eight, that's honestly a steal. Um, so let's see what they do there. Um then we're going to the offensive line and a tackle. I've got Trent Williams. Um, I'm shifting him in division to the Seattle Seahawks. And as much as the 49ers want to keep him, I think he's he's still of great value and they may not want to spend that much cap on him at this stage of his career, especially with the injury history. Um, but Russell Wilson's constantly running for his life and he's a little bit unhappy over there about getting hit so often. And I think it's just a, a way of uh, showing the faith in your quarterback that you've got his best interests at heart and we're going to offer you a little bit of protection. So as much as it's a long shot, um, it looks like a, a likely scenario. Trent Williams at this stage of his career will probably be looking to move to a contender. Um, the Seahawks tend to be perennially in the uh, playoffs itself. So uh, just how far, you know, how much further do they have to go at, at building this thing to be an actual Super Bowl contender? Um, Trent Williams would be a good start there. Yeah, so I've also actually also got Trent Williams. Um, and I've got him staying at the 49ers due to the, like, like you said, the 49ers are hoping to re-sign him. Um, cap space is an issue so I'm assuming it will just be how much they can restructure everything to try and keep him um, yeah look a lot of teams also need protection uh, for, for their guys I mean you've got the Chargers who want, and the Eagles who want to protect their protect their guys you've got Seahawks like you say Russell's been complaining um, even the Bears probably could use him I mean the, those guys get hit every every game at least 13 times so but yeah Trent Williams probably take a one or two year deal somewhere they'll go to contender for for less money i mean they these guys i mean a lot of them want super bowl rings and uh, not a lot of them want the money for it so he'll take a a good couple of mole deal for two years and say well I've, i'm going to a super bowl containing team i'm happy with that all right then at guard i've got joe tooney uh whether it's tooney or tooney somebody can let me know i'd appreciate that but Joe Tooney, very unhappy to uh, you know uh, see him not being tagged by the Patriots. It makes a lot of sense. Um, he's just he's just been so good for so long and so consistent, and uh, we'll definitely miss him there. Uh, but I've got Joe Tooney going to the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Now Bengals, yeah, Bengals will can take everything they need now to protect their asset of Joe Burrow, who looked pretty good last season. So I think they're going to try and protect him. Um, I've got Brandon Scherf um, at guard. So I wouldn't mind him actually going to the Patriots. It's probably a, a, as, a, as a depth charge right now. We just need, I think our offensive line will probably also need a bit of strengthening in time. Maybe that will help keep Cam too because, you know, he, he likes to run it, as we've seen at the Panthers. So maybe this will give him a bit more irk to run it a little bit better, find a few more holes. But then... Um, 
yeah, if if he if the Pats don't try and make a push for something, I'm gonna send him also to to the Bengals. Bengals will try and do everything unless they get old. Uh, what's his? How do you even say his name? Pule or Piaul or whatever in the in the draft. So yeah, he's going to the Bengals. Who you got at center? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually okay, Sheriff has been um, franchise tagged once again, um, and I think uh, yeah, oh, has he? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. <laughs> so he's been tagged by the by the football team um and i think a lot of it's still going to come down to what they plan to do at quarterback uh if they're going to stick with somebody like taylor heineke or if they're going to be looking to make a an upgrade there um that may determine uh sheriff's long-term um stance on that team there um but yeah at center we've got Corey lindsley again not being tagged by the packers that caught some people off guard as well um I've got him going to the Colts, and only reason being, uh, I just I don't see the guy going to anyone who's not a contender at this point. And as good as he's been during the course of his career, he's an immediate upgrade, um, even over someone like Ryan Kelly, who's been serviceable. Um, but he he does give them a bit of flexibility on the line there, where he can play center and other guys can. Uh, move between guards and you know swing a little bit there as well yeah so i've also got Corey lindsley and uh yeah as per my previous um, statement i think he's probably going to maybe go to the Chargers and eagles Chargers, they've got the cap space but yeah i've got I've, i see two teams that have now decided that these two are my especially the eagles they've said hurts is definitely their franchise quarterback they want to build the whole team around him it's, it's going to take some money. Um, if he's not going to go to a contender, I think he's going to say, well, if you, if you want me, you, you're going to pay for me. So they're going to have to do that. Otherwise, yeah, a Super Bowl contender is probably where he's going to end up. Cool. Moving on to the defense, we've got Edge. Uh, simple one for me, Shaq Barrett, and I have him staying at the Buccaneers. They're doing everything they can to keep the Super Bowl team intact. Um guys are restructuring guys want to play for this franchise they want to play for the leadership that is tom brady the goat um so i see shaq barrett staying there on the other hand moving to the defensive line there's a little bit more of a toss-up um and at the moment even though he's aging a little bit i've actually got melvin ingram uh and i see him going to the cincinnati Bengals. Uh, simply because they've uh, chosen not to tag Cole Lawson. I don't see him being there long-term, and they can get Melvin Ingram for cheaper as a stopgap. Um, so I see that happening there. Yeah, so I've got also Shaq Barrett, and the exact same reason. Um, the the Buccaneers shouldn't, you shouldn't dismantle a Super Bowl-winning um, defense. It's, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. So they should, def- yeah, they should keep him. And then um, I've got Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, the Packers apparently are very interested. They've made about two or three offers now, and the Giants are just swatting everything away. Um, so this would probably mean that the Giants are trying to re-sign him. Um, and by the looks of things, with the Giants saying no to everything that's coming their way, um, apparently the Packers' second offer was quite uh, quite juicy. Um, so he's going to stay with the Giants. It's 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 probably looking that way. Um, Linebacker, I've got all Calvin Noy. Now, I see he's, he's a free agent, and I just want your opinion. Was he on a homecoming to the Patriots? 
is it too far-fetched to think that maybe it's we give him a one or two year deal since he knows the system i can see him getting there i'm hearing reports that uh, he'd be interested in a move like that the patriots would be interested in a move like that a lot of people have brought up uh, a touch of slander that he had um after leaving but uh, you know those things are all said in jest and at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit walks. So I can definitely see him going back to the Pats, who he was, ex- he, who essentially created his success. So I could see that happening. Um, I've got uh, Bud Dupree here, or Bud Dupree. We say Dupree because we're South African. Uh, I keep saying that, you know. So yeah, it's not, <laughs> not Dupree, Dupree, it's Dupree. Um, yes. Speed at linebacker. Not re-signed uh, or tagged by the Steelers. Uh, I've got Bud Dupree going to the Broncos. Um, I don't think the Broncos as, as are as far away from the playoffs as what some people think. I think they've got a young budding core of receivers. That Do they need an upgraded quarterback? Of course. Um, but in terms of defense, they're more than likely losing Von Miller, who's had some other off-field issues as well. Um, so at least bring someone in like Dupree at linebacker. He's not he's not going to fulfill the same role as Von Miller, but uh, he does have a lot of bursts and he can get to the quarterback if need be as well, and he can cover. Yeah, so at corner, um, I've got Richard Sherman. Rumors are the Bulls are headhunting for a corner that will take them to the Super Bowl within the next two years. Looking at what's available out there, Richard Sherman... Yes, he gets burnt. He he loses his wide receiver more often than not. But um, when the guy has his day, he has his day. We saw it at the Seahawks. Um, look, he had, yes, he did have a few good team name players around him. But the, I think I think the Bills will take him. Um, it's it's looking pretty pretty ominous that they are looking for Richard Sherman. So I see him going to the to Buffalo in the in the snow and with all the fans jumping through flaming tables. Do you want to jump into your safety so long as well? Yeah, sure. So free safety, um, Justin Simmons, I had, yeah. Um, it was just an obvious pick to have. He was the best uh, best of the pick, but obviously he got tagged by Denver. Um, if he wasn't tagged by Denver, I would have probably, okay, uh, cap, cap space aside, the Seahawks are and have always been looking for the next Legion of Boom. Um, it was their franchise slogan basically i mean the, the franchise lived for the legion of boom and beast mode i mean if you spoke about seahawks to a non uh non-seahawks fan they'd be like oh legion of boom um or sean lynch that's all they knew so i think they're going to try and hunt for that back their defense as much as russell wilson the boys can score they do leak just as much that's what's probably keeping them out of being super bowl super bowl contenders at the moment so Look, Justin Simmons is saying Denver would be smart to keep him. Um, just the talent alone is worth spending some money on. But if he has to go, um, it probably won't happen, but I'm saying Seahawks try and make a grab. Uh, do you want me to go into strong safety? Or are you going to take over? for? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, you go for it. <laughs> okay, so strong safety, I've got Keanu Neal from the Atlanta Falcons. Um, if I was the Pats, I'd make a move. Um, especially with the McCourtney brothers, twins taking taking their step backs, and the the only issue I have with Neil is injury concerns. Um, he played a handful of games for the Atlanta Falcons, 
the talent is definitely there. Um, in fantasy terms, I always pick the guy um, when we did the individual defensive players because of his tackle rate. Um, the guy would tackle his heart out the game. I mean, I would see sometimes 13, 14, 15 tackles. Man, that's just him alone. So, Patriots, I, I would, I, I don't have, a, don't have him going to another team. I'm just hoping the Patriots try and make a try and make a grab. The talent is there if you can stay injury free, but you know you can't, you can't predict these things. Hundred percent. Then I'm just going to rack up with corner. I'm going to say uh, Pat P. Um, a lot of speed. People are in need of a guy who can cover man and and keep up with these speedy receivers these days. Even though he's aging, he's still one of the better players in the game. Uh, and I've got him going to the Tennessee Titans. They've just given up Malcolm Butler, uh, released him and saved 10 mil against the cap. But that's a position that they've needed to upgrade at for a while. So I think uh, Pat P gives them an immediate upgrade there. And then at safety, uh, following the Justin Simmons tag, I've resorted to going with Anthony Harris. Um, and i got a sneaky suspicion he may want to stay within the division. Um He's been, you know, trade rumored before, and I think a guy like that's got still got a lot to prove. So he shifts over from the Vikings to the Detroit Lions. Anything else you'd uh, like to add this week? Oh, uh, with, with Detroit Lions, oh, so he's going to go playing with old Jared Goff, is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, look, I, I, I just I just went kicker too, um, and it's specifically old Young Ho Koo, Atlanta with the. Um, and Atlanta, please re-sign this guy, even if it's for another year, because of the quarterback situation. Matt Ryan, is he staying? Is he is is he going to be uh, bench warming now for a new player that they possibly going to draft? You don't know. So, and they're going to rely on his boot. So they and they need his boot, and he's he's a boomer. He can he can knock it back from 50, 55 yards. So I just threw in kicker there as a as a little added bonus for you guys. You don't have to pay me anything. It's fine. Awesome man. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so yeah, but that's 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 basically what we've got for this week. Um, Wes, I don't know if you want to tell them what the plan is for the next 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 week. Yeah, episode. well, I mean, uh, free agency kicks in the seventeenth of March. There's going to be a lot of interesting signings. We'll talk about some of those and give our opinions on that. Um, and then following that, we're going to be looking into uh, mock drafts. Um, a lot of interest around this, and I think. Uh, most people are probably getting tired of mocks these days. So you might hear a different perspective from us because we don't have all the analytics and we don't attend these things personally. And uh, we're not scouts. We have opinions simply. And uh, they might uh, be of interest to you. I know that between Stefan and I, we've had discussions and we've screenshotted our mocks and they they always end up being somewhat different. You know, So yeah, no matter who mocks, you're going to get a different opinion. Um, and to each their own and everybody thinks they're right and i'm no different yeah <laughs> so that's gonna be for the next couple of weeks um but yeah thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy a good bourbon and football news yeah thanks guys thanks for listening we'll see you guys again next week